Right, we've got our COVID passports, we've got our Freedom Day, we're ready for life after lockdown because it really feels like we're catching up with the rest of the world. Or are we? It is, of course, the fifth wave to hit Europe and it is hitting it very suddenly. Highly contagious Delta variant that I began to warn America about back in July spread late summer like it did in other countries before us. Under the new Dutch rules, bars, cafes and restaurants can serve until 8pm and diners need to show a COVID entry pass. This three-week-long lockdown light is designed to limit social interactions in response to a sharp increase in infections. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly and on today's detail I'm calling the UK and the US to get a taste of what living with COVID might look like down the track. Let's compare. Our double dose rates are creeping up to 70% of the total population. That's just a bit more than the UK and the highest vax part of the US, like New York. Well, my American brother-in-law, Kevin Coldiron, is back home now after 10 months living in New Zealand with his youngest son, Sai, and his wife, my sister, Jodie. So how's it all going? Is everything back to normal? Well, what do you mean back to normal? Well, like, you sent me an email recently talking about your trip to New York and how you went to a ball game there. Uh, yeah basketball game. 36 points for Jalen Brown, most ever by a Celtic in an opener. To get into the game and everything, did you have to show proof that you'd been double vaxxed and that you were COVID negative? You had to show your vaccination card, but you didn't have to show um, a negative test. And, you know, to be completely honest, that was, the check was pretty cursory, right? Because there was, you know, 20,000 people going to the game and it was pretty busy, and so they just kind of glanced at it. So I kind of got the feeling that you could have easily, I think, faked the Vax card. Um, they did actually check the Vax card against your ID, so there was something going on there. But, you know, they had to process 20,000 people in a pretty short space of time, so it wasn't particularly rigorous. Um, but that said, you know, that they kind of they made the effort. And then once you were in the stadium, there were no masking requirements or anything. So it was 20,000 people inside a basketball arena with no Mass on. How did that make you feel, especially coming from New Zealand, where you know we've been so strict about that kind of thing? A little disoriented at first, I have to say. <laughs> I was kind of like, "Wow, this is crazy!" But you know, we had a drink, we got into the game, and then it was—it felt pretty good. And you didn't get sick from it, obviously. Nope. I did not. And basically, New York City is they are checking vax cards for any kind of, you know, public event like sports or theater um, and restaurants. Even they check vax cards before you go in. But then, you know, once you're in, um, sometimes in restaurants, the servers wear masks. Sometimes they don't. So, yeah, it's not like everyone is vaccinated. But um, at these events, everyone who's there is supposed to be. So were people pretty relaxed about it then? Well, I think it varies from location to location. There I got the sense that if people were vaccinated, they're not worried about getting COVID or they're not worried about the consequences of getting it, right? I mean, people, well, there's still breakthrough infections, but, you know, they're, they tend to be, a lot of them are asymptomatic or quite mild. Uh, most of the people in the hospital are 
um, you know, unvaccinated or if they're vaccinated, they tend to have some underlying condition. So I think my, at least in New York city, I got the feeling people were like, okay, let's, let's get back at it. Even though there are still pretty high death rates, is it just that they're accepting the death rate because, okay, people are going to die, but we need to get on with our lives? Yeah, the short answer is I think there's a kind of a form of acceptance and that a lot of the people that are, are dying have kind of made the choice not to get vaccinated. Uh, not that that's like <laughs> reduces the the pain or the tragedy of it. You know, it's the experience here has been so different than New Zealand, right? We've been going through it for two years. The death rates have been very high for a extended period of time. So I, I, I suspect that there's an, a, an element of people are used to it, I guess, in some ways. Mm. Um, so it's not it's not kind of news, I think, in, in the way that would be in, in New Zealand. You know, when we left, it was January of 2021, we moved to New Zealand. That was in the midst of a big wave and the daily deaths were kind of, you know, news. It's, it's not now. And so what was it like for you to to land there 10 months after you'd been in New Zealand. It was funny. I've been saying that, you know, when we went to New Zealand, it was like we were escaping this kind of war-torn country. Like we just had the people, you know, the insurrection where people took over the capital, and then we flew out of LAX. It was like a ghost town. We were one of the few people there. And then, you know, we arrived in New Zealand, and once we cleared the MIQ, it was like, you're back into the the real world or the normal world and kind of it was almost a bit like the reverse going back you know we had to clear a police checkpoint to get into Auckland and the Auckland airport was shut down a ghost town and everyone's wearing masks on the plane then we arrive in LAX you come outside and like boom you know just you know heaps of activity yeah people were wearing masks but it was it felt like kind of coming back again into the into the real world so quite different, uh, kind of shocking, actually. It took me a little little while to get adjusted to it. So if things are more more normal there, are your friends feeling better about life? You know, I, I, it's, I think a personal thing kind of depends on who you talk to. Certainly, like, we, we've met up with friends at, you know, people's houses indoors and no one was wearing masks. So that was quite different. Um, you know, everyone's everyone's double vaccinated. So I think we're all, you know, pretty relaxed in, in that kind of environment. But then our, you know, I'd say most people are still kind of working from home um, or if they're going to the office, it's on a limited basis and they still have to wear masks in the office. But definitely, I think a kind of a looser and sort of more optimistic environment than when we left, quite a bit so, I think. So if you do go into the office, like in the UK, um, if people go out and about to work and to events, I think they have to do this home COVID test, the lateral flow test. Is there any kind of requirement there to do something like that? It varies um, workplace by workplace and kind of probably region by region. Um, some places, I, you know, people are requiring um, vaccination to go back to work. Um, and I talked to a good friend who was like, yeah, our company is requiring 100% vaccination or you're terminated. And there's people in the Texas office quite high up who 
are looks like they're going to lose their job. And that's quite a big, well-known company. And then there's other places that aren't requiring it. But if you're not vaccinated, then you have to get a test. Um, you have to wear a mask in the office. But that presents difficulty, right? Because if you are vaccinated and you're in the office, do you want to be with someone who's not? So it all sounds kind of quite confusing. Welcome to the United States. <laughs> I mean, you know, our whole thing is it's been confusing and a jumble right from the beginning. Right? It hasn't been like New Zealand at all, where you've had a single national policy. It's been state by state and even county by county. And that's kind of still how it is. But in the kids at school, they still have to wear masks. Yeah, they do. Uh, well, again, this is differs by region, but here in California in Oakland, uh, the, the school that my son and my, my other kids attended, they're all wearing masks and the teachers are wearing masks, even though teachers are 99% vaccinated, which stinks. I don't think the kids like it. It's not a great experience for them. But at the same time, you know, the school's got 1,200 kids and they're going to school every day. And I don't think there's been anyone who's caught COVID at the school What's your impression after being in New Zealand for 10 months? And as you say, when you came here, it was like the world was was normal. But, you know, over the time that you were here in New Zealand, our rock star status as the best country in the world for, <laughs> for handling COVID kind of fell off the cliff in a way. I, I know it's hard to compare New Zealand with the United States, but what is your feeling now about how how it's being handled in New Zealand? Well, first of all, I think people still think of New Zealand as maybe as a rock star. So <laughs> you haven't quite lost your status. Maybe you're you faded a little bit, but um, you know people still see it as pretty successful. What I found most striking, and I think I said this to you, was that if you look at the current vaccination rates in New Zealand, they're they're high and they're high even relative to the highest areas in the U.S. And those areas in the U.S., like New York City, have far less restrictions than I think is being contemplated in, say, Auckland. So I almost wonder now if New Zealand is being too conservative. And I, I understand that you've got a very different situation in terms of intensive care units and, and medical care, and it might not be able to handle the waves like we were able to here. That said, I uh, it seems like, you know, uh, vaccinated people getting together um, with masking in certain environments that there's you know, to the extent there's transmission, it's people are, are not getting particularly sick. There are people everywhere and there are very few masks. Just look at the crowds just here coming from New Zealand. It is an incredibly strange world to be living in. That's TV3's Europe correspondent Lisette Raymer reporting from London in August when it just opened up. And look at this. Just minutes after a five-month high in COVID deaths was announced, and it's still happy hour. Pubs pumping, the West End open. Encourage you to wear your mask. Theatre goers with COVID test results at the ready. Yeah, I just did it last night. And showing vaccination certificates like their ID cards. Well, a few months on, it's the same scenes, but daily doses and deaths remain high. And here's how unpredictable it all is. European countries are now fighting off new waves of the virus. 
And what we're talking about is a Europe-wide phenomenon, not just in those countries where the vaccination rates are relatively low, but here in France, for instance, in Ireland, uh, it is 95% of the population of Ireland has been vaccinated. And yet those surging COVID figures are a problem everywhere. So what does this all mean for daily life in England? I'm talking to Heather Mando, mum of my good friend and colleague, Nikki. I'm 76, I'm retired, and I live in an attractive small town in the south of England called Petersfield. And I've been double jabbed, and then recently I've had the booster jab as well. What is your daily life like now? You like going out and about. You're absolutely right. I I used to enjoy going to the theatre and to ballet and to films. That part has not really yet gone back to normal. Many things have gone back to near normal, I would say. But no, I have not been to the theatre or the ballet or the opera or um, or even any films, uh, well, for a couple of years. Oh, but they're, they're open, aren't they? I mean, people can go to the Yes, cinema. they are, but I... I have to travel to them and I haven't yet felt comfortable enough to be in a very crowded place like that. So even though you're double jabbed and you've had your booster, you still feel nervous about getting COVID from someone in a crowded space? No, I truly, I can say that in Petersfield, we're starting to return to normal after COVID. My personal life is becoming much more normal. I do wear a mask, for instance, when I shop in the supermarkets, but I don't wear it when I'm walking outside in the streets, for instance. Adult education classes, which I go to a lot, and group meetings have now begun again with little attempt at spacing, and I'm quite happy with that. You asked me specifically, though, about theatres and films, and that is an area that I haven't yet gone back to. Do you think you will do it at some point? Oh, yes. You know, probably before Christmas. I don't know. It's a little bit difficult. Most people are now double, if not triple, jabbed. But there is still a great range of feelings and anxieties about the epidemic. And I'm not quite sure where I fit into it. What do you think the mood is of people now? Because the UK has been through a really tough time in the last two years. I think the mood of people that I meet is becoming much more relaxed in the last couple of months, it, there's been quite a change. We're told, though, that we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we're continually told this from the medical point of view. And the figures, of course, that we watch on the television every night for people catching COVID and being admitted to hospital and even dying from COVID they're still alarming and rising. So the danger or the the anxiety is still there. Mm. But 
I do notice that people are feeling much more confident about going back to things that they did before. Staying in England, journalist Joanna McKenzie moved from Auckland to Cambridge with her husband and two young daughters just before COVID hit. And life's been pretty weird. But now she goes to hot yoga in a tent, no social distancing, not a mask in sight. And that's despite hundreds of deaths a day. 201 today, it's down 13 on last week. Um, We've had just over 38,000 cases and there's 8,700 in hospital. But my head of news was saying last night, actually, was just like, we just don't talk about it. And so I've purposely been listening. I listened to the one o'clock news on Radio 4 today. They didn't mention COVID at all. Perhaps the cost of living rises might have been vaguely related to COVID, but no, there was no headline COVID story. We've had a bombing in Liverpool. We've had Boris Johnson... And the standards, you know, they're all earning hundreds of thousands of pounds. We've had a crisis in cricket. What is it? Is it just that people, they just don't want to know anymore? No, it doesn't feel like it was, it's been a conscious decision. It's just been gradual. So you went out last night to a function. Did you <laughs> have to do anything to prepare for that in terms of, you know, making sure that you were COVID negative, get your vaccine certificate out, that kind of thing? No, no nothing like that. The local, we've got a little office, a little sort of outpost office that we've just, a new one. And so our big boss was coming to look at us and there was a few of us and we all just went down the, down the local pub. And I was thinking there was 14 of us and we were cheek by jowl, you know, like right next door to each other. It wasn't busy, but the staff at the pub, nobody was wearing a mask. Are there any rules at all? A lot of places you go around and there's, it'll be like masks. So at our local swimming pool, masks are encouraged. A few months ago when you're in the supermarket, there would be a, an announcement on the tannoy saying, even though you don't have to wear a mask, you know, we'd be grateful for our staff if you did. People are just a bit sort of live and let live. I was on a train yesterday. Some people had a mask on, some people didn't. Um, but the platforms in the train stations are, are really back to super busy. It looked like a scene from a movie when I got off the train the other day. You know, it was just people everywhere coming and going, bags. It was, you know, but I love actually. It was quite exciting. And what about when you go to work? Do you have to do any kind of preparation? that you wouldn't have done before COVID? Well, the protocol uh, in our main office is still wear a mask in, you know, when you sit down, take it off. If you're moving around the office, put a mask on. My husband's office, they've got a lanyard system. Red is keep two metres away from me, wear a mask if you want to talk to me. Amber is I'm either or and you know green is I'm totally comfortable for you to come and stand in my personal space (laughs) the lateral flow test is 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 everybody doing that well for school students are supposed to do them every two weeks my daughter has to do them for school that's at secondary high school level you've got a new next gen version where you just have to stick it up your nose give it a, a waggle round you did used to have to well put it in your mouth first and then stick it up your nose don't do it the other way round. <laughs> <laughs> so now you um, just put the stick up your nose. And then you can just like a pregnancy test. One line means the test is worked. 
and then if you get two lines then that's positive and then most people would go and get a PCR test just to confirm that. Does she carry that result with her when she goes to school? How does that work? No, I log it. Uh, so we have a system where the school logs it and then it's got a QR code on it as well that you put in and then log the result with the government as well. Because obviously they've given us all these lateral throw tests for free. The idea is that they get the data back so they can you know, work out how many people in the population have got it. There's talk about a third or fourth wave in some countries. In Germany, Chancellor Angela Merkel says a fourth wave is hitting the country with full force. It's recording more than 52,000 new daily cases and what she calls frightening daily death tolls. Austria and the Czech Republic have also hit new records for the daily positive tests. Russia has seen another 36,000 cases. Poland is reporting a 31% rise in infections. Are you worried about that? What maybe what has happened in Britain is because we've had the um, the vaccine program since January that I think people feel very confident because they're double vaxxed. Actually, we did go to a concert at the weekend and the lady said to us, oh, um, have you got any COVID? And I just said, we're, we're both double vaxxed. And in fact, you know, my husband's been boosted. Um, and she was like, all right, come on in then. You know, so there's no no proof. show anything. I, th- I think there is there's a confidence with the fact that you know people have been vaccinated, and then a lot of people have had COVID and come through. There's a, a confidence in that, maybe misplaced. And the government made a number of bad mistakes, especially early on. So if it makes further decisions about COVID, next steps or whatever. Does it have the trust of the people? Well, I think that's quite um, a tricky question to answer at the moment. Despite the decisions that have been made, the Conservative government, and in, you know, in particular Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, have remained extremely popular. Considering what, what has happened, how many people have died, if there was an election tomorrow, there, Boris I think would the Conservatives win. Still, still do pretty well, yeah. Do you feel like you've come out the other side? Because you went there at such a tricky time. You barely got there and then pandemic hit. Six months we were here. And I remember, so I started freelancing back at my old job at the BBC. And it was the the day I started was the day that Meghan and Harry announced that they were going to be stepping back from royal um, duties. And also about the fourth or fifth story down, there was some virus in China or something just nuts to think back on that it's a totally different world now I don't know whether it's so much come out of the other side but I think people are willing to take the risk to just um, get out and, and back to normal I mean, honestly this the train station uh, I was coming it was when I was coming back from Ely last Friday and you know there was just people coming this way people coming off this train and it was so exciting and Christmassy and it's getting all cold and dark and there's lights everywhere and it feels like it's going to be a very different Christmas because of course we were in lockdown for the whole of November last year and then there was a whole kerfuffle about Christmas oh you no no Christmas Christmas is off oh you can have three families oh you can go inside no you can't go inside oh you can go inside mm. oh but then just for Boxing Day, and after that, then it's locked down again. So <laughs> it was totally confusing. So this Christmas at least feels like it's going to be a real one. Nice. 
That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly. The detail is public interest journalism funded by NZ On Air and is a joint newsroom RNZ production. You can download us free to your mobile phone every day on any podcast platform. Alexia Russell produced this episode. Adrian Holley engineered it. And thanks to Kevin Coldiron, Heather Mando and Joanna McKenzie. Kakite anō. Ka